1: Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, talking to you, as ever, about films. And joining me is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek.
2: Hello, film lovers and film likers. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. I feel this is taken by your tone, a very serious academic sort of tone. Well, maybe it week.
1: has today. Maybe that's what mood I'm in.
2: For new listeners of which I doubt there are any. There
1: might be one or two. We had a bit of a, uh, a splurge of uh, iTunes reviews, didn't we? Oh, we that must, was weird. We don't know how that happened. Uh,
2: uh, thank you very much to everyone to responding for responding to our request for iTunes reviews. It was very kind of you to write those comments. I mean, we have about roughly, for the last four years, yeah. about a 1,000 listeners.
1: 1,500. Over of, time. Yeah,
2: yeah. And it never goes up. It just sort of slightly, go, it slightly goes down. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then goes back up again. It's people, you know. I don't, I don't know how many. Well, you know, that's enough for me.
2: Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want too many. No, can you imagine? We wouldn't be able to walk down. We wouldn't be able to walk, talk in the street. We wouldn't be able to talk in the street. We could use our faces. Yeah, we would have to not communicate. We'd have to pretend or put to our be voices. Mute. But they've
1: heard most of our voices that we could do. We'd have to learn new voices to order a coffee.
2: We would have to find a new means of communication.
1: Yeah, flags. Could you use flags?
2: Flags or um, a little translator. I think I might get a fine little Chinese boy.
1: (laughs) And for him to speak for you?
2: No, just as a friend. Oh,
1: okay, fine. That's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, Marek's been to the cinema this week to see uh, one of the current releases available for you to go and watch. And that film was...
2: La La Land. La La Land. I normally go on uh, midday on a Monday, mm. well, and I've told stalkers now, um, oh, well. uh, and this is, this is a quite a good barometer. If you go to the cinema at roughly the same time on a regular basis, you can tell how popular the film is.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Because I thought you were going to say you, you see the same faces there every day, and slowly you become lovers. No, but I
2: did see uh, Lizzie Roper. Oh, really? Yeah, in the same screening uh, with a friend. Did you ignore each other? Uh, I, we chatted to each other. We looked at our names on the Crouch End House wall. And then she berated me for saying that Patterson was good. And her and her friend... Oh, you've had, wasted her who money. ...who I hadn't met before were quite aggressive in telling me it was fucking shit. <laughs> and at which point I had to remind them that we were in a Crouch End House and not Wood Green Cinema. And that it was not the appropriate language. Um <laughs> So we were both going to see La La Land, and this is that if you go. So what I was trying to say was this cinema was packed. Mm. There was only about ten seats free in the whole cinema wow. of about three hundred seater. So this obviously that's the fullest I've seen. A, a, a well, it's doing movie. very well, isn't it? What was very another strange thing I learned from this is that I am the cinema weirdo. That's you now, is it? Well, I got in to the cinema uh, about uh, about just as it was scheduled to stop, so I got there in time to see the 20 minutes of shit adverts and trailers absolutely we
1: have to know what the latest Volvo advert and I, is
2: and I sat at the back
1: masturbating
2: no just sat at the back looking like I was you know eating popcorn sure. I try and eat all my popcorn in the adverts that you it into my face <laughs> and if you see the space around all the 300 people there are mm. more seats free <laughs> In immediate vicinity around me, I had a three space in in the whole cinema. What were you wearing? I was wearing this jeans and a jumper. Okay, and I blood on your knuckles? No blood, but (laughs) obviously I thought I I was sitting in the top back corner, which is not a place people normally frequent.
1: Well, you you've the you've clearly chosen to sit in sort of the darkness, haven't you? I mean, that's I always do. Yeah, yeah. But
2: there was quite a lot of space around, which I thought I'm definitely scaring people off
1: here yeah no well, that, well, that, well if you want to be you know friendly then uh, just pretend to be an usher and just welcome them all into the screen next but I did
2: time. get a bit paranoid you can hear the emotion in my voice that I oh, I must be the weirdo in the cinema
1: yeah or maybe that's a re- revelation that the weirdo in the cinema from your memories uh, maybe was uh, a perfectly nice person
2: well you were trying to say that I'm a perfectly nice person yeah yeah I'm that's implying very, that yeah. that's very kind Well oh, you're welcome you're welcome oh that's nice So next time you see a strange bull man sitting in the corner... Go and sit next to them and start talking to them. No, don't do that. (laughs) Anyway, La La Land. Yeah, what is it and
1: what's it about?
2: Okay, so this is a film I didn't especially want to see, but I thought you have to see it because it's literally jumped straight into the top 20 films of all time.
1: Well, in in the um, IMDb Top 250, which is the game we play, um, where you go to the IMDb Top 250 films and go down their list from the biggest film of all time until you find a film you haven't seen, and that is your score. Uh, well, I'm just looking it up now, which is why I'm talking slightly strangely. It, it's, but,
2: got, it's 93 Metascore, which is really high amongst critics. It, isn't it
1: amongst going, the 30s is where it's jumped into? It's, oh, oh, 23, it's risen. It's now number 23 of all time, which means my score is now 23. Yeah. That has decimated my score fucking
2: Ryan Gosling yeah um, so it is a musical with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone and it sort of uh, tips its hat to the classic sort of 50s musical style in its colour palette the and MGM musical it, yeah, cool. oh, and the way it even starts with a it opens up it uh, uh, it opens up with a sort of cine, cine, Cinescope thing and the screen splits right. it, it expands it says Cinescope and I'm in for an old style musical and it starts off with a musical number, isn't really a spoiler, on a road in Los Angeles where everyone gets out of their cars and does some singing. Okay. And at this point, I thought, ah, oh, shit. I, I'm sick of people singing. Yeah. I'm sick of people singing on TV, on every single channel. There's some prick singing and talking about how they want to be a famous singer. I don't want to hear anyone just I'm sick of people singing. I don't like musicals at all. Singing for the sake of singing, it doesn't give me any enjoyment whatsoever.
1: Singing for the sake of singing doesn't. But what does singing for the sake of singing for the sake of what is It's fine. Uh, singing singing for, for the sake of if it's Her Majesty. If,
2: <laughs> if it's as part of the if it's a part of the story. Right. Not just do you know what I fancy having a song now.
1: So Carrie Mulligan singing in uh, Shame is fine because she's in a bar and she's singing that's her job
2: yes so that's fine yes or if it's slightly story related okay I don't like just here's a, here's a set piece number and uh, well you know it. what I don't know I'm
1: not I'm not certain you're saying you hate musicals or if you hate bad ones because we'll get back into La La Land but this is a genuinely interesting point that I've seen a lot of bad musicals where like you're describing they just go oh we've gone to the butchers now so yeah the butchers are going to sing about how they are butchers, and it's like no, that's wrong. The point, the song should come at a point of emotion. Yeah. So when someone's hiding their feelings, or when they just have to share their feelings, or whatever, and that's how you make the music part of the story.
2: There are some musicals I do like, like Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I really, really. like. Um, and that film we watched, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I it's really fantastic. Like. Um, anyway. So it starts off, and it's a story of Emma, Z- Emma Stone, who's a wannabe actress working in a coffee shop uh, on the um, uh, MGM or whatever lot, you right. know, inside the studio. Ryan Gosling is an aspiring uh, pianist, yes, who wants to play jazz music, but um, it, it, he's being he works in a crappy bar where J.K. Um, Simmons, Simmons told him to play. Uh, 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 Christmas songs. Now, here's when it comes in. Here is why this isn't just a normal musical. Okay. Because I didn't realise this. It's written, directed and produced by Damon Chazelle, who was responsible for the film of the year a couple of years ago, one Whiplash. He's Uh... written 10 Cloverfield Lane. I think... He's thirty-two he did years old.
1: Whiplash and Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, he wrote Lane. Ten Cloverfield. I Lane. love Ten Cloverfield, and Lane. I
2: love Whiplash. I think he is. He's thirty-two years old. This bloke is a genius. Yeah, he's bloke. He's he and he is going to be. That's already he's done three amazing films. So I think this is this is a great film. Right. It. I didn't like it at all. I went from. <laughs> I went from two out of ten to nine Mareks out of ten right and that's me because I love a rom-com and what it is is pretty much is more of a, a musical romance which isn't sickly sweet and everything is done it's all really classly done okay all the the humour's not it's it's not sort of um glee musical which I was worried about it's more sort of quite cool it it respects the tradition of musical the colors are all bright and colorful it's fun, but then it sort of gradually becomes more dark and more uh, serious and problematic as it goes on which where I think it gets more interesting right. it is not my fi- film, but I still loved it and I thought it was thoroughly charming. I think you've got to take it out to the director and also' I, I, I'm, you know I'm Ryan Gosling's biggest fan. There's nothing he can do wrong. I don't know if he played the piano in this, but he's just... It's, how how good is...
1: It, does it look like it's him? They're very good at doing actors doing fake piano now because they can...
2: I think it's him, isn't but it? But
1: they can use... I don't know. I've not seen it, but they can use CGI now to cover the the gaps between an actual pianist I think and the actor so I mean, well. The
2: amazing stuff can't be him because he be a professional musician, but I looked up... Does run. I mean, if you look up, does run. God, it goes into uh, does run. <laughs> play, play the piano, you know. There's lots of everyone looked up. Normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he does play bits of it. Well, he's an old, he's
1: an old um, music and dance stage yeah. school kid, isn't he?
2: So and Emma Stone apparently used to be. Uh, uh, she grew. I mean, the chemistry between them is brilliant.
1: Well, been, this is the third film to my knowledge. I've not looked this up uh, that they've done together and played sort of an item. So they were in. Crazy Stupid Love together, which uh, sounds like it's going to be you know twee and awful, and it's really really good, and they are fantastic together and that. And then they're in Gangster Squad together, which is sort of a bit of turd. I, it's rubbish. Like yeah. it's, it's the opposite of what you were talking about. Actually, it's it's got no class. Gangster Squad, and if there's one reason why you do sort of prohibition era gangsters in bars with uh, moles and singers is because it's. It's classy and it's sort of fun and noir and Gangster Squad just got it wrong. Yeah. It was boring. And everyone's dialogue was like, shit.
2: Well, gangsters aren't the most intelligent people world. Anyway, well, or maybe it they? was accurate. Maybe that was it. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but there is a lot of chemistry between them. Emma Stone, nah, I think she does the thing where sometimes she can do the Nicole Kidmer thing of acting too... I really feel like you're... At, you're just trying to win an award, acting. Yeah, do you know I, what I, mean? I do
1: find her. I find her a bit cold. Um, I can't think of something I've gone where I've gone. Oh, she is incredible.
2: But she's very good in this. But I think Ryan Gosling is is great. And there's been a sort of mixed um, reviews of the ending, which right. say anything about. Um, but I found it deeply satisfying and added to my enjoyment. Of the film,
1: okay. Well, that's very. That's I,
2: I really think it's quite nice when someone sort of takes a takes a genre that's old fashioned and reinvents it. Yes, but still respects that tradition. Absolutely. I mean, it, it,
1: I I don't like parody where someone clearly has a sort of spiteful hate for the subject of their humour. Like I like it when the uh, when homage should have a load of love for what it's actually taking the piss out of or yeah. what it's using. You know. It is always more satisfying.
2: Yeah, it just felt there's as far more depth. Their, their relationship was very interesting. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. And of course, Hollywood's going to absolutely love it
1: because it's about Hollywood.
2: They think, always elevate I, those yeah, films. Yeah, I think don't that's they? the thing. Like, I think
1: the artist was like that, yeah. and um, Hugo. Do you remember that? Which a was, was f- rib tedious, terrible film. I thought it was mediocre, yeah. but because it's about Hollywood, everyone was like, "It's
2: incredible." But I think this is this is is very good. I mean. Is it a classic? I mean, I don't know whether it's a classic or not. It's right. being, it's being um, elevated to that sort of status. Mm. Um, even if you don't like, uh, you can't say you. I mean, if if it's everything you hate about films, you still come away thinking this is a good, it's a good film. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I like musicals, so I, I will watch it. And also because it's ruined my IMDb stuff. Well,
2: it's once. <coughs> sorry, my voice is going. Seven Golden Globes. Globes and apparently, Underneath says it's got another 127 wins and 182 nominations. So Blimey. It's, it's an easy film to nominate because it just fits in that. So,
1: do we think it'll sweep the board at the Oscars?
2: I haven't seen any other content. Well, I thought A Monster Course cool, was exceptional. Yes,
1: I did too. I thought that was. In beautiful. terms of being
2: me being moved, I've never seen anything like that. But.
1: Because of Oscar season, we now find ourselves crying in the cinema in January, don't we? We
2: really, well this is well, Because
1: they put all of the weepies in January because they're the ones that win gongs.
2: I think there's a really nice feel to this film. Great. And it's really good to go and see some you come away and you feel uh, sort of, sort of uh, content uh, a feeling of contentment and happiness and sort of but it's got a wise film as well. So I just think if you are feeling depressed, maybe a Monster Calls isn't your best bet. But um, this would would be. something. you could you could take your nan, you could take your nan to watch it. <laughs> oh, it's the that's the Marek stamp
1: these days, isn't it? It's nan films.
2: Yeah, I just read a bit of trivia. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just quoting from IMDb. Sure. Apparently, Emma Watson turned down the role of Mia, which Emma Stone plays, due to conflicts with Beauty and the Beast. Well, I mean, interesting. I don't know if she, is she good enough to put it off.
1: I mean, I've not. I've only seen her play. Hermione Granger, yeah. and I, I find her sort of wooden and cold. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Um, well, he's our special guest for today. He's Emma Watson. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Miss Emma. Um, well,
1: I think it's time for this.
2: Um, some... is a message regarding musicals mm-hmm. from Alex
1: Hodgson. Alex Hodgson writes, Dear dear Derek, David, and Muddy. Hang on a minute. What's going on here? Since everyone has a boner about La La Land at the moment, not seen it yet, it's made me think quite a bit about musicals that are actually good films in their own right are not just good musicals. I think because of the degree of suspension of disbelief and that the story often gets ridden roughshod over, similarly to action movies, musicals don't really get considered that much when people and critics discuss the best movies ever. I'm neither into nor averse to musicals. As a repressed British male, I have difficulty with the amount of joy in most musicals and am much more at home watching a mediocre action movie than a mediocre musical. However, as an Owner of a pair of sticking-out ears, Fred Astaire, was a bit of a hero of mine as a child, with Top Hat being my favourite film of his. But I still see it as a bunch of great songs and dance numbers pulled together with a big slice of charm, rather than an important piece of culture. It's more craft than art. However, over Christmas I saw West Side Story for the first time, and it blew me away. I know the songs were good already, but when put in their context within the film, the great characterization and performances make every number zing. And each one has proper relevance to the story, unlike many Tosh musicals. There's even a big slice of fifties early sixties avant-garde running right through it, which stops it from looking too dated. They all have Cliff Richard's style uh, They all have Cliff Richard's style, but it hasn't aged as badly as his films. I can't think of many other musicals I've been impressed with in quite the same way, perhaps only Mary Poppins would ho- would I hold in the same regard. I'd be interested to hear from yourselves and the Fandanglers on suggestions for other great films that happen to me musicals. Keep watching the films, Alex. So it's a good point because there's, there's plenty of musicals. I, I agree that the story doesn't really matter and it's not even that great a story. I mean, I think a perfect example of that being Rocky Horror Picture Show where the songs are all great, the the style, the charm, the yeah. performances, and the story is sort of nonsense. You know, it's just sort of... It's not really a story. Um, I mean,
2: Grease is... I mean, Grease is really good, I think. It is.
1: It is. Um, I, I think uh, Little Shop is a properly good film. Yeah. And based upon a story, of course. It's a musical remake of a straight, straight movie.
2: Um, but is Grease... Does that play sort of... A, I suppose that's a bit of a softer West Side Story, really, isn't it? Yeah. I've not seen... I went to watch West Side Story when it was on at Christmas, mm. and I set to record, and I started watching... I watched the first three minutes, and I've never seen a film where it was just a red screen with the outline of... it um, set in New York, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah with music for three minutes when nothing happens. <laughs> well, like thought, an overture. Kind yeah, of absolutely incredible. Um, so I watched that and it, and it came on and I got so engrossed with looking at what the cast were doing now. I, I didn't watch it, so I watched it. <laughs> so I looked up the guy who's you would really recognise. He's called George Jekiris, who was a singer and then who played the character... Um, Bernardo is one of the leads um in West Side Story and I looked up how he looks now and his plastic surgery is really oh, no. really weird so I just spent 10 minutes to, this is a terrible modern symptom of Yeah th- yeah rather than watching the film watching looking up someone <laughs> finding out what they look now and being slightly disgusted and then I realised I had to go into the washing up. But I have got West Side Story to watch, and I've never watched the whole. Uh, you know
1: thing. what? I haven't watched the whole thing either. I've got that to watch, and it is a, a stone cold do. classic. Um, it's uh, that plastic surgery thing's interesting, though, isn't it? Like, because presumably techniques have gotten better and better and better. So if you're someone who had a load in the seventies, you must be like
2: motherfuckers. Ages, ages, <laughs> so he's had loads of hair transplants.
1: That is a thing that was terrible in the early days, as well, wasn't it?
2: But the hair looks really bad. It looks yeah. really Bad. It looks like it's all because on, on your head, you've got hair. Lots of different types of hair. Thanks, man. Well, not me. I mean, but you know, if you use the head hair from the back of your head for the top of your head, yeah, it looks different. It well, looks apparently
1: different. they now have techniques where uh, the follicles uh, change because oh, they really? know what part of the body they're in. Um, yeah, apparently. So it's not like if you take pubes and put them on your forehead. Oh, no, 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 You'll no. just have black pubes and then your normal hair colour. You know, it's not like that. Okay. But it seemed to, it used to be by the looks, <laughs> didn't it? I mean, they just take hair straighteners to their pubic uh, yeah, forelock.
2: Yeah, te- I mean, I spoke to some makeup people about people having hair transplants. Right. And she said it's really obvious, but people, they didn't she did some famous people I won't name names who denied having hair transplants but you could see the scars at the back of their head Yeah, yeah. where they've had them and the fact that they're really they get really paranoid and someone starts, starts touching their hair area well because it will be scarred won't it you, they,
1: presumably they can never shave their heads because they've got a load of scarring from where a load of follicles have been planted
2: yeah very weird
1: very weird um Although I, c- I can understand the desire to uh, have a full head of hair for the whole of your life.
2: Well, I can't remember what it was like.
1: How old were you when you lost it? Three, four?
2: I wasn't... I, didn't think I was gonna I just shaved my head when I was about t- 22, 23, and it never grew back. No. Really? never really came back, no. Wow. You... And my brothers have got full heads of hair. It's very strange. It's almost as if I was adopted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I agree with... Uh, that's a very good email from Alex. I mean, yes. I agree with... I entirely agree with all of this sentiments and think I might even be the same person. That's
1: right. Well, Fandanglers, as Alex has asked, if you know of any films that you think are fantastic films and only happen to be musicals, rather than, they've got great songs in, then do let us know. It's an interesting topic. You can get in touch with us by going to filmfandango.co.uk and filling out the form. Anyone else written in?
2: Yes, yeah, Stuart Nicholson's written in. Right. What um, does he want? <coughs> He says, "Dear Marit, David, David, and Buddy, and that prick of a dog next door." Um, he has written in. He, had, he written in twice because he said spell check ruined his first email. So I've been directed to his second email. Right here we go. Uh, Tunes of. He's recommending a film. Tunes of Glory is a British film from 1960. It's based in an officers' mess of a Scottish infantry battalion back in the UK shortly after the Second World War. During the war, the original commanding officer was killed and another officer stepped up to take command for the remainder of the fighting. The film deals with the arrival of the new commanding officer who takes over the battalion from the Uh, stand-in. The the film deals with friction and split loyalties this brings about. I haven't read that very well. Anyway, there's no CGI, fuck all explodes, no one says let's go to work, and no one has has superpowers. What's the point of going to see it if no one says let's go to work? The film could be a play, and whilst it's set in a military environment, it really is just about human emotion and interactions. The cast is flawless. Alec Guinness and John Mills play the lead roles, and every other character, no matter how minor, is invested in. They all appear real, and you get them in in an instant. This film is based solely on excellent performances and a solid story. Best watching Sunday afternoon with a brew. Anyway, have a great new year. Keep watching some, if not all, the films. I'm absolutely convinced that 2017 will be the year Marek breaks and topples that freeloader Fassbender. (laughs) Well, you'll be pleased to know, Stuart Nicholson, that I have already done two of those Talking Heads (laughs) programmes. So talking about talking about dogs and toddlers on some obscure channel. So I mean, I'm
1: halfway there. Those are two of your favourite topics as well, aren't they? Dogs and toddlers. You could talk for hours on those.
2: I. It's nothing better than watching sixty clips of uh, dogs. People have filmed on their phones, and having to think of sixty different things to say while someone filmed whilst a bored cameraman and his assistant film you. But you know, it's. Uh, Better than going to work in the woods, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I am going to be doing. Yeah, shortly. sure, sure. You have to do both. You have um,
1: to do both. I've been on two detective shows this year. Yeah, so how was
2: uh, how, how were they?
1: Great fun. I was murdered on one them. of them and uh, got to host a chat show in the sixties. In the other one, I
2: saw. Um, t- can you get that on
1: I- ITV? Yeah, a- um, ITV Hub is their version of iTunes or whatever. what was it? Endeavour. Endeavour. Um, I think it's episode two of this. They do four feature length episodes. Oh, really? A, a, a season. So yeah. Uh, and the other one was Father Brown, which is on BBC. So oh, well I've, done.
2: Well, I must watch those, but I've, I don't watch TV, so I no, won't no, no, Fair track enough. Them down. Fair enough. There we go. If you want to watch some great drama, you can see David. If you want to see some terrible <laughs> clip show, yeah. Anyway. I don't mean that it, uh, for the people in case you're listening I'm really happy doing these clip shows I do more what's it called do what's more the clip show called fuck no it I've got no idea you've got no idea here is uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've just said to my agent just say it, just say yes to everything do not abuse that knowledge well, Fandanglers how long do I have to have sex with a pig for would you see my face okay do you see my <laughs> do you see the pig then why am I having sex with the pig okay just how, how? How diseased is the pig? Uh, okay. okay. Well, how much money? Well, I mean, I will accept book tokens. But how many book tokens? And the agent takes. Okay, right. It's a free. I bring my. I bring my own packed lunch to it. <laughs> okay. Where is it? Bucharest. Okay. All right. Well, I... There's no accommodation. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> anyway, here is an email um, from. Buck Redbuck. This is from Buck
1: Redbuck, uh, subject Rolling Thunder. Dear Marek David and Buddy, Happy New Year! I'm hoping films in 2017 will treat you kindly, but let's not get our hopes up. You can always play it safe with a blast from the past. One of my favourite films is Rolling Thunder from 1977, starring William Devane and Tommy Lee Jones playing troubled POW soldiers who return home from the Vietnam War to find themselves emotionally disconnected from loved ones and the lives they left behind. Lost in a world suddenly without meaning and trapped by dark memories of war, these soldiers are probably not the guys you want to mess with. That being said, the acting in this B picture elevates the film to a capital A. Penned by taxi driver writer Paul Schrader, Rolling Thunder is one of my all-time favourite revenge flicks. Do you have a favourite revenge movie besides Blue Ruin, I mean? that goes without saying I found a pretty good upload of Rolling Thunder on YouTube he supplies the link I'll share it on the Film Fandango Facebook page as well best to you all and keep watching the films Buck so favourite revenge film Blue Ruin is excellent um, Jaws, Jaws 4 when, they, <laughs> when, they, uh, <laughs> when the shark, shark gets, follows the yeah, plane yeah, it comes for revenge I bloody love a revenge film you know um, I, it's such a simple genre that is full of fun uh, if you like action I mean basically or thrillers but uh, favourites God should have done some uh, research on this I'm looking at
2: re- Revenge you that's know what beauty. it's a revenge film Leon it's that's a great film Matilda's
1: yeah. Revenge upon uh,
2: I mean famous ones are Old Boy which are not really Old
1: Boy's fantastic
2: Gladiator yes I guess that's, yeah it is Revenge The revenge Crow mmm <laughs> inglorious Bastards yeah, uh, a, part see, a part of it is revenge, a part of it is revenge V for Vendetta
1: Is not a brilliant film um, We're just going through, Leon's on there as well, Carrie Carrie's excellent um, I'm looking forward to John Wick part 2 I know you didn't like John Wick very much but I did I thought it was really good fun Um, and that's just a revenge film for people who uh, kill his dog that's it they kill his dog so he kills all of them yeah
2: I thought I like Keanu Reeves as he's got older but I can't get him out out of my um, dreams dreams (laughs) well I can
1: see that would be a problem
2: Oh, here's a... F- uh, now, I started watching this film. What? I think The Last House on the Left. you ever heard of it?
1: Yes, it's been remade several times with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. The original one of them. is yeah.
2: absolutely horrific. Really? What year? It's 1972. Of? Okay. It's a classic revenge film um, and it really looks like a proper shitload but it's basically about this these two girls go out drinking in town and they meet a gang of uh, just people just just got out of prison and they're attacked and uh, 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 raped and all sorts yeah, it's yeah. really graphic and horrible and they go to the parents house of the cult. I mean it, it's brutal it's really controversial and I had to stop watching it because it was so mm. um, unpleasant so there's my um, that <laughs> sounds brilliant mate. that's my tip thanks for of a thing telling us about that of a, a film but it's, it's sort of really quite famous because it was right. caused massive controversy 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 I mean how do you say the word is controversy contru- Controversy. I say controversy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I say it. Well, there we go. There's a few revenge ones. Okay. Revenge films. We Bloody should start watching some of these recommendations that people send in.
0: Yeah,
1: we should. We should. Um, well.
2: Sorry, I went off on a tangent then, as usual.
1: It's quite alright, Marek. It's quite alright. Um, Buddy wants to kiss you, it seems. Yes.
2: I, well, why don't I just have a take a. a Quiet moment with Buddy. Okay. And, and, um. (laughs) He just yawned right in your face. He he, he yawned right in my face there, Mm. and then maybe you could, um, read. We've got another letter. Yeah, we've got a few. Wow.
1: This is from uh, Short Film Sunday. Hi, lads. I hope you had good holidays. I actually went to see ROSW, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, back on the 23rd, but have been battling a bit of what turned out to be u- pneumonia, so not feeling up to writing. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. If you'd like to read it in the style of Forrest Whitaker as Saw Guerrera, be my guest. That's basically Idi I don't <laughs> think... Um, I can't... Because his scenes were so weird. Anyway, you're probably going to get onto to that. Um, to be honest... It was one of my small complaints. No, I'm not doing it. Overall, <laughs> I'd be annoying. Overall, I really liked it quite a lot, but I struggled a bit with maybe the first 45 minutes. I just kept having Battlefield Earth <laughs> flashbacks, which I've only seen clips of. I've had a tough time with that since the first trailer with him, and I find all of the establishing material a bit fanboy pandering. Maybe just a bit slow or overexpo- expositional. Like they know they'll get picked a bit so trying to tick all the boxes. But there's lots to love. You know I'm a big Ben Men fan. That's uh, Men Bendelson. And he and Diego Luna did a lot of the heavy lifting along with Riz Ahmed. And, and Felicity Jones is great though I still feel a bit like she got a tragic Disney princess storyline. A strong, fierce one but still a bit like that. Genuinely worth seeing on a big screen. Loved seeing tons of Brit actors pop up. Ben Daniels, Alistair Petrie... Uh, Bebu Cisse, and I honestly think I'd like to give it another watch in a theatre. Worth it for the battle scenes for sure. Overall, well done. I haven't got to much else because coughing and sleeping have taken up much of my time but I'm trying to get to sing, hopefully and I'm going to fo- um, looking forward to Lion also. Thanks. Be well. Belated Happy New Year. Um, so it's interesting about um, Forrest Whitaker's character Saw Gerrera because I've done some reading. You, have you seen Rogue One yet? No. Okay, what well, his scenes he is basically um, an extremist rebel. So he's not part of the Rebel Alliance from Star Wars, but he has his own little band of people who commit violent acts upon the Empire. And I've done some reading, and there were rumours of extensive reshoots of Rogue One before they released it, and everyone went, oh God, that's never a good sign. And from what I've read, it was his scenes. And I still don't know what went wrong, because... His part feels bolted on mm. because nearly every shot of him speaking doesn't have the other actors in shot. So that feels re shot like they didn't book Felicity Jones and Riz Ahmed again. But it just ends up making the character completely divorced from all the others. So the first time you see him, he's on a computer screen rather than he's actually there. Yeah. So you're introduced to him, you know, like that. And then all of his dialogue is, is done in medium close-up, like the same shot, like they got him for an afternoon or something. Mm. Very odd. And so his character doesn't quite work. And he's a brilliant actor. Yeah. So I don't know what went wrong with that. I don't know what went wrong. Whether he made a very bold choice and they, <laughs> with the characterisation, yeah. and they decided to change it. I don't know.
2: Maybe it was like, uh, what's his name? Bane. Maybe, maybe. Maybe you don't. But talking of Singh. I don't want to see that. No. I can't believe they've made a film about talent shows. Oh, another one. They've made many before. But there's the Postman Pat one, which is yeah, awful. Yeah. And now there's another film about... the uh, Simon Cowell should have been shot a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, should we talk about... Um, another what, film? Uh, yeah, yes, sure. please.
1: Um, well, I, I caught up with a Stone Cold classic that I had somehow never seen. And that is The Breakfast Club. And of course, as you'd expect, now I've seen it, I understand many, many references that I've seen in other things that I didn't get before. But if you don't know The Breakfast Club, it is your sort of classic high school uh, 80s movie. Um, so it's with
2: all the Brat Packer... It, yeah, they called
1: it. them the Brat Pack because they were, you know, the new Rat Pack, I guess. But it's Emilio Estevez, uh, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, Ali Sheedy. Um and uh, Anthony Michael Hall and they—it's the entire thing is set in uh, detention where they have to come in on a Saturday and just stay there uh, writing an essay or doing nothing in the hall while a teacher sort of is down the corridor and it's, it's basically a play so it's set in one room with these characters and they rip each other apart and you get to know each other and find out they're not so different
2: with a great soundtrack by Simple Minds. Yeah,
1: fantastic soundtrack.
2: Um, um,
1: you've seen this film. Yeah, haven't. what did you think of it? I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. absolutely loved it. I thought it was excellent. It, it's aged slightly, for me, in that the clear sort of heartthrob, um, uh, crazy criminal character is a dick. Like, he, he's not, the, the it, and he is the person who... Alternative kids have tried to emulate. In, yeah, remember, I'm watching. And when I in, yeah,
2: Judd Nelson is yes, so fucking cool.
1: brilliant, and he's not. He is. He's a total prick who basically bullies um, a girl into going out with him. That is the main uh, plot line of the film, and it's like that's not cool.
2: <laughs> but Auntie Michael Hall, he's excellent, isn't I he? Mean, I mean, there's nothing more disturbing than seeing Auntie Michael Hall grown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Because it, when he was in Weird Science, and it, it, it was so, such a, a huge charismatic and likable uh, talent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Does he do anything these
2: days? Yeah, he. If you look at him now, you recognise him. From, he just looks like a normal man, or a sort of slightly chiselled normal man. But he's lost all his cool. A bit like Daniel Craig's brother. Looks a bit like Daniel yeah. Craig's brother. Whereas when he was young, he was just so charismatic and original. You think. That, there's your bona fide superstar yeah. of this lot there. And it never... It was only... Well, he played the nerd in it, didn't he? Yeah, for yeah, three yeah. or four years where he was excellent in yeah. uh, all the films he well, made. Well,
1: he's in Dark Knight, apparently. So, you know, and he was he's in uh, Live By Night, that apparently pissed poor Ben Affleck film that's out at the moment. But so he's still making stuff.
2: Totally unrecognisable from his himself as a, as yeah, a kid yeah. when he did all the sort of kooky sort of weirdos. I am mean, looking at his, his um, filmography, he actually did work Consistently. quite a lot, but he yeah, yeah. just became smaller and smaller parts. And just, as he gradually evolved into a normal person. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But everyone in this, the, the main ensemble is fantastic. You, you know, I think they're just brilliant. Like Ali Sheedy, who plays the incredibly strange girl, is stunning in this. But I didn't recognise as she's Stephanie from uh, Short Circuit Short Circuit I saw it
2: the other day short start. Of short circuit yeah yeah Johnny Five <laughs> you want to say it. In, in, I'm in, alive yeah. it's
1: just it's not that high I've, I haven't seen it in a while um, it's brilliant the, the sequel no, the weird thing about Short Circuit and the reason it probably isn't played that often now is the clearly Jewish man playing an Indian um, okay, he's just browned up to play. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I'm afraid so.
2: Well, it was on at Christmas, and I watched approximately 46 minutes of it. Oh, I, I they, they,
1: you know, I've got fond memories of those films. Yeah, uh, you could, saying in the playground, your mother was a snowblower, and not really knowing what it means, but you found it funny.
2: Good for good times. Good times. Ad- happier times. Happier, happier fun times. Um, what happened to Emilio Estevez? eh He's worked as well. I mean, it was them all. It was a quite a nice combination of all of these actors, probably yeah. at their peak. Yeah. So you've got this is all their uh, did, maybe sixteen canals before for Molly Ringwald. Or, did or,
1: Emilio Estevez's career uh, end when he was killed in the first fifteen minutes of Mission Impossible?
2: That sort of says where you are in terms yeah, of yeah, yeah. Hollywood.
1: So you're, you're part of Tom Cruise's team. Great, great, great. And what do I do? You're the tech guy. Oh, brilliant, brilliant! And what happens? You get killed in a lift shaft yeah. in ten minutes. Oh, oh! And then I'm free, Simon Pegg's tech guy—he gets a lot more to do.
2: Yeah, you never, you never. You, as, a, as a point in time, where you never thought that Simon Pegg would get a bigger role than Emilio Estevez. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought that watching Young Guns back in the eighties. He's a bigger star.
1: He's a bigger star than Emilio Estevez. Well, there
2: we go. Um, there you so go. you, you liked it, did you?
1: I did, and you know what? But you know, I like. Uh, films that are a well-shot play because they, they uh, they can really get to the heart of the characters, and I still think it is filmic. You know, um, it's really fun. It's really fun, and it, it feels of its time perfectly. You know, it, it's about high school kids then, and because what I've heard, you know, there's this this whole thing of um, you know the jocks and the geeks and the the goths and the cheerleaders and all of this. Uh, these archetypes that we're fed over here from America, as you know, that's what high school's like. I'm just like, oh, come on, it can't be. Apparently, it is. Like, apparently, they are that sort of. You find your group and you stick to it, or well, you're an outsider.
2: Well, there's certain films where the idea is so good, yes, it almost carries the film. Yeah, yeah. and this, the mechanics of this film. are, do you know what? What we'll do? Detention. We'll do, set it in the school. So immediately, everyone. I mean, used to anything in the school, everyone can empathise with it. Yeah. You, but you twist that round. And you do it on a Saturday, and you, yeah. so you're the school's suddenly. Em- you've got a reason for the whole school to be empty. You've got a whole thing. Or we can be in a we and we're stuck in a room. In an empty Being school. at
1: school when it's empty as well is a weird it, and creepy thing also, because you
2: know it. It's so
1: familiar and yet so unfamiliar at the same. I'm really excited. It really yeah. excited. Because uh, uh, my, sort of my dad was a biology teacher at the school I went to, so I occasionally got to, you know, go in at the weekend or something because he had left something. Really in the odd. Really it's Really odd. strange. It's quite a creepy thing, actually, because, you know, big corridors, but it's like. Yeah, it totally changes
2: the, sp- the space of it. And then you've got all the different groups in. So it's the idea so good, yeah. I think. You've got. Uh, uh, does it all the work for you I think many say. I
1: think many films have been influenced by it as well um, the first one that comes to mind is Cabin in the Woods the Joss Whedon film which seemed, the archetypes of the characters seem to be sort of mm. directly lifted from this if not if not sort of influenced by the same thing it was influenced by. It's a bit Scooby-Doo, actually. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. I mean, of course, you know it's great. You've all seen it. <laughs> I have seen it years ago. I've only just seen it, but I really like it. if
2: you had to watch all the films you were supposed to see, yeah. that would pretty much take up all your time. Absolutely. but Everyone's I, got g- gaps, weird yeah, gaps. Yeah, yeah,
1: weird gaps. Um, I do think now, though, every film should end with someone punching the air. And freeze frame. That would be great if all. We can films. end
2: this podcast like that. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, that's ambitious. It, you just, just hear
1: the sort of that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't want that all films to end with.
1: <laughs> I think that would.
2: <laughs> um, how many days do you give it?
1: I think I would give it nine. It's properly good.
2: Well, well, that's probably enough for this week. Yeah. Um.
1: Once again, if you'd like to get in touch and have your letter read out on the programme, then please go to filmfandango.com and fill out the form there and we'll get your letter in our email inbox. And also we do all of this for free. So if you'd like to donate towards the show um, uh, to keep us running and to thank us for the hours and hours of chats we've now done about films, then again, filmfandango.com and click the donate button. Everyone who has, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very
2: much to people who have donated. Are you ready to punch Mm -hmm. the air, Merrick? We'll be back next week. Keep Keep watching the films.
0: (gasps) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen